And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Focusing on critical Week 15 injuries and taking a look ahead to 2021 in this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Welcome to Fantasy Football in 15. It's Wednesday, December 16th. Derek Van Riper here with Brandon Funston. New roles for a day. Just fill in the seat for Michael Beller. He's hosted every single episode of this show since it launched, Brandon. So thank you for filling in for me so I could fill in for him. <laughs> yeah, happy to do it. You know, strange things happen at the end of the year. People have to fill in for others, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of that here going forward. Yep, that's exactly what we're looking at in the fantasy world. And it looks like it's going to be another week where Mike Davis is filling in for Christian McCaffrey. Panthers head coach Matt Rule on Tuesday said he's not expecting McCaffrey to play Saturday night against the Packers. It's according to the Athletics' Joe Person. Now, it's not impossible. He has not officially been ruled out yet. If McCaffrey can run at practice, maybe then they'll change their tune a little bit. But the Panthers have nothing to gain by pushing Christian McCaffrey at this point. How do you feel about Mike Davis with this matchup against a really soft Green Bay run defense? Uh, I feel top 10 running back good about him uh, against this this soft defense. So, yeah, and I'm with you. I I don't know that we should see McCaffrey back this year. I don't know what's to be gained by that. and if we're not even talking about him being 100%, then I don't even think you should even start the discussion if you're Carolina of even considering letting him see action again. But at this point, time to shut it down, I think, and, and just play out the string with Mike Davis, who's done a serviceable job and in some, some places been better than that. So uh, continue to ride that. Yeah, we know he can get 15-plus carries and have a decent role in the passing game as well. So 20 touches against one of the league's softest defenses looks like a really nice spot for Mike Davis with a lot of fantasy players trying to make their way into championships this weekend. If we look ahead to 2021, let's say you get the first overall pick in a draft and you're making that decision today. It's a very early 2021 draft. Would you take Christian McCaffrey with the first pick or would you go Dalvin Cook or some other direction entirely? Yeah, it's funny. We actually are doing this exercise at The Athletic here and uh, something that we'll reveal next week uh, during the Christmas week. But we are looking ahead and doing an early 2021 mock draft. And I had the second pick. And my thought was that Christian McCaffrey would be gone. And with the number two pick, I was ready to settle on Dalvin Cook. As it turned out, Dalvin Cook went one, and so I got McCaffrey at two, and I was, I would have taken McCaffrey at one. But either way, I think what I've in, in just talking with other people, I think we're kind of settling in on it's a it's a class of two at the very top between McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, and and I'm on board with that. I think those are the two that you have to be thinking about. For me, Christian McCaffrey's been. I mean, he played three games and a half PPR uh, setup. He's he averaged twenty seven. Points, you know, he had six touchdowns and over like 350 yards in three games. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm I, I'm in on Christian McCaffrey as number one, but if if not number one, he should definitely be number two. Yeah, I agree that they're in a tier of their own as the first two players off the board. And what separates McCaffrey from Cook for me, if I get to make that choice, the number one overall pick is Dalvin Cook's injury history going back to Florida State is more scary to me than the ailments that Christian McCaffrey has been dealing with this season, right? I mean, recency bias right. sometimes plays a factor. Usage is pretty much equal. I think the thing I like a little better about McCaffrey as well is that while it's a good supporting cast in Carolina, it's not as good of a supporting cast, which means more opportunities in the red zone could go to McCaffrey, whereas in Minnesota, both Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are going to be heavily targeted in the red zone, and that might just slightly lower Dalvin Cook's ceiling. And we're splitting hairs. you got to make that decision based on something, but the injury history in particular for Cook is the one thing that I think definitely pulls him just a tick below Christian McCaffrey for me as we look ahead to next season. A friendly reminder, by the way, I said Saturday for that Packers-Panthers game, just make sure that your players in that game are not in your flex spots for guys that you're planning on using. You don't want to lock those up earlier than necessary. Make sure those guys are actually in running back, receiver, tight end spots, of course. Let's talk about James Conner for a moment, Brandon. He is battling a quad issue, and the Steelers do have the benefit of an extra day to prepare this week. They've got a Monday night matchup against the Bengals. Let's go the hypothetical route. If Connor doesn't go, is there a Steelers running back you'd want to play against the Bengals in Week 15? Yeah, you know, I don't think so. And it's it's you know, Mike Tomlin's been one of those guys that we've loved in fantasy because he's typically picked a featured guy and let him roll. But when we've seen Connor go out, we've seen a mix of Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. And in this last game, we saw Jalen Samuels get a little bit of run, both you know on the ground and through the air out of the backfield. So I think you might consider, uh, you know, continuing to see that and and. Look at these these teams faced not that long ago, and you know none of the running backs really got rich in that one either. Yeah, I'm with you there. Now, looking forward, is the Steelers' lead back currently in the organization? If you look ahead at 2021, are we talking about someone else entirely heading up this backfield, or is it one of Connor re-upping as a free agent this offseason? Is it Anthony McFarland? Is it one of the other younger backs on this roster? Because they seem like a team that could actually completely overhaul the position. I think the bigger question is the quarterback currently on the, you know on the roster as well. I mean, I don't think so. I think this is the the major problem you can point to right now with the Steelers. The defense is is nails. It's the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is starting to look like late career Peyton Manning. He's you know the deep ball has gone away. The running game. You look at Pro Football Focus. Um, the run blocking for the Steelers ranks second to last, and the pass blocking ranks uh, third from the best. So they literally can't run. They're trying to use Ben Roethlisberger, you know, just throwing a ton of short passes, and he's getting like six yards per attempt, which is the lowest of his career for a full season. It's it's just a de facto running game there, uh, but it's also a, kind of a product of you know Roethlisberger's being protected and he can throw these short passes he's got guys that can make those catches and turn them into something but I don't think that's what they want to be going forward so ultimately I think they're going to look to get a more dynamic running back to shore up the the run blocking and to start thinking about life after Big Ben yeah they are certainly a team at a crossroads a lot of talent at wide receiver too so if they were to get a younger quarterback in there it could be a great opportunity for someone to take a big step forward 
Closing the book on Connor for a moment, other than a really efficient performance against the Jags back in Week 11, he has been sputtering in the second half of the season. Of course, he missed a couple of games uh, on the COVID list as well. But uh, I think he's an interesting player if he lands in a situation with a better offensive line, whether that's an upgrade in Pittsburgh for 2021 or whether he departs as a free agent. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's get to some other news items here. Matthew Stafford still looking questionable for Sunday's game against the Titans due to a rib injury that he suffered against the Packers. Chase Daniel would get the start if Stafford can't go. You know, Speaking of quarterbacks who could really be an upgrade for Pittsburgh if the Lions were to deal Matthew Stafford, think about how he'd be a resurgent option in that Pittsburgh offense. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I was I was going to mention Carson Wentz maybe be available as well, but yeah, I mean, big arm. I, yeah, I kind of like Matthew Stafford an awful lot with those receivers there in that uh, in that Pittsburgh attack. So yeah, it's this is this is dream time. Although you know Pittsburgh still has plenty of business to take care of for this year, but if you're a Steelers fan, you are thinking about these options like Stafford and Carson Wentz. I'm sure. Lions very banged up down the stretch. In addition to Stafford's injury, Kenny Galladay's status for Week 15 is still unknown. Hopefully we'll have some clarity on both of those players before the weekend. As we mentioned earlier, though, we are working our way through a very early 2021 mock. It will be up on The Athletic once it's completed, so you should see that around Christmas time. Through the first three rounds, Brandon, what has surprised you the most? Just the absolute rock solid depth of running back and it's funny i've just felt like going through this year there's been no depth at running back but what's happened is we've seen these rookie running backs that were so maddening because of their you know the roles are just being in these platoon roles they've all sort of started to coalesce and, and become featured guys down the stretch and so jk dobbins was maddening and cam Akers and deandre swift and I know I'm missing another one in there as well, but there was like four rookie running backs that we were all kind of waiting on, and now they've all sort of – oh, Jonathan Taylor. And now they've kind of all started to round into being the the future looking back and and becoming the future guy. And so I think you're looking at a running back you know, crew that's 20-plus solid, and uh, you know there's, there's 15 wide receivers off the board through the first three rounds or so, and then – all of a sudden, like it just kind of becomes this wasteland of guys that are a lot similar. So um, it's it's weird how you – and then, you know, the running backs kind of they, – they become the wide receivers at about the mid-20s. And so it's I guess it makes sense to get in on all these good running backs. But I, I also see the value in some of these, like, top 
eight receivers that are just absolute nails because there's a lot of guys that come after that that uh, you know start to bring question marks with them. So uh, to me, that jumped out. The other thing was you took Pat Mahomes in the second round. Um, last year there was a it was Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and people were high on Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and so they were kind of all kind of lumped together. It feels like Pat Mahomes is you you took him in the second round. I don't think anybody's thinking about another wide receiver now. We're in, we're almost through the fourth or another quarterback and we're almost through the fourth round. So there is a really big buffer that's been created this year between Pat Mahomes and the rest of the quarterback pack. Yeah, so Mahomes kind of stood out to me because coming out of 2018, I had this attitude. I just wanted to see him do it again because averaging 30 fantasy points per game is really hard to do. And if you're going to pay a premium for a quarterback, you need that lift every single week. You need that extra plus five, plus seven over the other quarterbacks in the field to justify a second round pick. And he's come close to repeating that in 2020. Patrick Mahomes has a 29.2 fantasy points per game average so far this season. Yeah. So he is flirting with that 30 point per game threshold again. The weapons around him are locked in. Maybe they upgrade the running game to the point where they won't air it out quite so much. But why wouldn't you if you're the Chiefs the way yeah. you're built? So I think this is partially some confidence in the running back depth that you alluded to as well. Because that team, I paired Kelsey in the first round with Mahomes in the second. I think you're getting such an advantage over every other player at the position. It's worth it. And it worked out like this. Travis Etienne, we don't know where he's going to play. He was the first rookie running back off the board. RB19 on our mock. He was my third rounder. And Joe Mixon was still sitting there in the fourth. And I think we've reached the point with Joe Mixon where we can start to ask questions about how good he actually is. Maybe he's a little more one of those volume backs who's going to be inefficient in part because you know, with Joe Burrow maybe not being ready for week one next season, this Bengals offense could really sputter to begin the season. So you could be looking at 20 touches per week, but they might be very inefficient touches. He might have a very low TD probability in any given game to begin next season. That being said, we're talking about a guy who was going at the end of round one in 2020. And if he still has that backfield mostly to himself, I think you have to look on the bright side and say, Joe Burrow's coming back at some point in 2021, and maybe if it's only a few weeks into the season, Mixon could quickly emerge to be a low-end RB1 again, simply because that Bengals offense could become a top-10 unit in the league. Yeah, I don't I don't know that anything's changed with him being out. Like, no one stepped up, and Gio Bernard, we know what he is. And yet we've seen Mixon when this Bengals team's kind of had moments a long time ago with Andy Dalton where Joe Mixon was kind of a stud for, you know, six games, stretches. I think he's good. I just think the team needs to get a lot better around him. But I don't think he's going to lose volume because it doesn't make any sense for the Bengals with all their needs to go out and draft a running back in the upper part of the upcoming draft. So I like that. You were kind of the lightning, you were kind of the lightning rod drafter. And I, you know, and so you, you've, you you personally have made all these talking points, taking the first quarterback, taking the first tight end, taking the first rookie running back, and I kind of love it. I loved where you took Travis Kelsey because I was all set to take him, and I've never been a tight end in round one kind of guy. But I think even if you look at what Travis Kelsey did last year and say, you know what, it's 90-plus catches, it's 1,200 yards, and it's five touchdowns, like if that's my floor – 
I, I'm good with that. You know, that's just that's still like a wide receiver one. And if that's the worst I can do, we've seen this year he can do Gronk type things in Gronk's prime. But I think his floor is very safe, and the guy is he never really misses games either, which you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, he hasn't had the cumulative injuries that Rob Gronkowski had around his peak that always made Gronk such a a risky late first rounder. But even with Gronk, I always felt like there was enough of a potential advantage to take on that risk in certain rooms. I feel like with Kelsey, it's an even better offense with an even better talent at quarterback that's taking nothing away from Tom Brady. That's just giving you an idea of how good Patrick Mahomes really is. I, I believe in Travis Kelsey as a top 10 overall player and uh, I think a lot of this kind of depends on where you fall in the draft order as well. But love the way the 2021 boards are shaping up. A lot of interesting strategies that you can use from all different spots in the draft order. That is going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. If you don't already have a subscription to The Athletic, get a buy one, get one subscription offer at theathletic.com slash football in 15 for Brandon Funston. I'm Derek Van Riper. Fantasy Football in 15 is back with you tomorrow. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.